Trenton business. We talk the world of Hawkeye athletics, and it has taken a very long time. But officially, here in our fine state of Iowa, Biz, we can legally wager on sports. Good thing we waited, right? Yeah, exactly. We've been patient all these years. So, my question, Trent, does that mean we need to change the name of the podcast? I don't think we're uh, we're degenerates anymore. We need to change it to. Uh, Legitimate Hawkeyes podcast or something along those lines, because now we're uh, we no longer have to hide in the shadows. That is true. Uh, yes, we don't have to go along with the well, the moral compass that maybe comes with illegal sports wagering. The term degenerate means having lost having lost the physical, mental, or moral qualities considered normal and desirable, showing evidence of decline. Still think that works for us. Yeah, I was going to say, that seems pretty appropriate. So we'll, we'll stick with it. Uh, just just because uh, the Iowa legislature has made it legitimate probably doesn't change our uh, our general moral compass, Trent. No, not at all. Well, with that, Biz, the law has passed, and, and Governor Reynolds has signed it into law, it looks like. Talking to some people about this, more than likely we're looking at probably an August 1st date. I know that's been bandied about quite a bit. I think that's a likely place to go. Give them an opportunity to go out there with baseball going on, a couple other minor events before football season gets there. We know obviously the excitement and and the buildup that'll lead into that. Also give people an ability to go out and get their account set up. You do have to go in person the first time to set up your account at whatever your destination may be of the 19 casinos here in the state of Iowa. So you will have to do that. You can add to your account though afterwards mobily after that initial visit, but you do have to make that first visit. So I'm going to guess what Riverside will be first up for you. Yeah, that's, that's the closest, uh, it's probably the most logical destination. So, you know, as, as an attorney, Trent, I'm, I'm not surprised at all that they, uh, that they passed some legislation, but I, I'm shocked that they took that next step and are allowing people to do, uh, you know, set up an account and do online betting. I thought they would kind of, uh, you know, split the split the difference early on, and they'd say at least for the first year or so we'll allow gambling, but only in person. I, I thought they would, uh, you know, want to get some uh, numbers out there and some statistics out there that, that shows that this wasn't going to be the end of civilization before they took the next step and said, you know, not only can you bet in the casinos, but you can bet on your phone as well. So I'm surprised they. Uh, Pleasantly surprised that they went that that step, but uh, they're all in. They they jump both feet in and they're ready to uh, embrace it, uh, which uh, you know I'm sure they're also ready to uh, fully uh, regulate it and make some money off it as well. Well, and there's a major reason for that. And I saw this note that came out earlier this week: New Jersey betting revenue. This is revenue that New Jersey made for the month of April, 21.2 million. That's not the handle. The handle was over $300 million that they got. But of that $313 million that they brought in, that they they accepted bets on, $254 million 
coming from online wagers. 81% in New Jersey of the bets coming in through online gambling. It's a component. You want to make money on this? You want to make taxable money to fix the roads and fix schools and those types of things? You have to have it online. Thank goodness that Iowa got it right. Yeah, and it's you know it doesn't come as surprise. Those numbers don't surprise me at all. I mean, it's a uh, it's a booming industry, and it's uh, you know, it, like I said, I thought it would get to that point eventually, but I thought they would they would take baby steps, and they didn't, which uh, surprises me. And both of us, uh, as uh, since our spouses are both uh, teachers, Trent, let's hope that some of that money gets back to the uh, the public school system in the state of Iowa, and it can do some good for. Uh, you know, our degenerate lifestyle can finally start uh, doing some good around the state. Yeah, better than building a, a new, uh, I don't know, a new house in Costa Rica for somebody or a new house in, in the Dominican. Yeah, something a little bit different here. And staying in our borders, it's an Iowa tax now. Now I take it from an entertainment tax to an Iowa tax. I'm just helping the people with my terrible wagering. Exactly. Well, and Trent, you know, everyone knows, Trent, this is your thing. You, you have, uh, you've been open about your uh, degenerate lifestyle and, and, you know you're willing to to talk openly about your uh, your crazy bets that you do. So the question becomes, Trent, how do you capitalize on this? How do you uh, become the, uh, the the voice of gambling throughout the state of Iowa? And I, I've got five great ideas for you. You oh. ready to uh, you ready to embrace my uh, my brilliant ideas? Absolutely. Well, uh, you you might be becoming since you are a lawyer, you can also become my agent if these uh, if these come to fruition. Let's see what you got. All right, well, clearly you'll see. The first one is, is the obvious one. The rest of them uh, may be a bit of a stretch, but you got to think outside the box, Trent. So the first one's the obvious one. You need to start doing your show from Prairie Meadows Sportsbook. If not uh, every day, at least uh, at least regularly. You might as well make a uh, a footprint out there, and, and at least once a week or so, uh, you know, have your show from the uh, Trent Condon Sportsbook, whatever they want to call it. <laughs> I, I don't think I'll get naming rights for it, but yeah, that is uh, something that is already in the works. I, I know the bosses here at KXNO, they are making conversations there. Uh, some talks with Wild Rose up in Jefferson. Yeah, there's uh, there's a real possibility that be the case, and I'm happy to do it. If I have to go out to the sports book every day, I am all in. Absolutely put me out there, and, and maybe that'd be a little bit dangerous. Maybe once a week would probably be better because of well, my degenerate lifestyle. Yeah, probably. Uh, same, you know, dip your toe in first before you right, jump all right. the way in. So, so that's the obvious one. The other four, like I said, you got to think outside the box a little bit. So, number two, uh, you might as well uh, embrace it. You could change your broadcasting name to uh, to T Money <laughs> and become basically a, a Jimmy the Greek type uh, prognosticator and, and just make uh, crazy claims uh, for your different bets uh, on a daily basis. So, so, like I said, the Des Moines version of Jimmy the Greek without the uh, the blatant racism. Yeah, that that'd be a good way to go too. Yeah, you gotta gotta stay away from that a little bit. All right, so go down that road, becoming the Jimmy the Greek of Iowa. All right. Now, do I have to talk with an accent? I already struggle enough with the English language. Well, if, if it if it works for you, I don't even know what uh, nationality you are, Trent. So, T money works better, but you could also be a Trent, uh, whatever the Italian or German or whatever your ancestry is. Half German, a quarter Irish, a quarter Norwegian. Probably, I guess the Irish would be the way to go. A German accent might be a little bit difficult to pull off. I guess Irish. I'd really have to work on it though. Accent's really not my strong strong suit. Well, you got till August to figure it out. That's true. <laughs> I'll, Number I'll work three, with the, Trent. 
this one I really like. I think this is one you can you can legitimately do. Maybe not to the full extent, but at least uh, somewhat. Uh, whatever day that first day of gambling is, whether it's August first, August fifteenth, uh, I think you need to uh, camp out out at Old Prairie Meadows for the full day, whatever twenty four hours, uh, and and celebrate the opening of uh, gambling sports gambling in Iowa by placing a bet on every single line that comes out that first day. It doesn't have to be big bets, you know, five ten bucks, but uh-huh. uh, you might as well uh, embrace it. Bet on everything that first twenty four hours, and uh, you know, keep a running tab of how you do. It'd be, it'd be a great way to kind of uh, introduce uh, sports gambling to the. Uh, the wonderful residents of Iowa. You know, just camp out and stay there the full 24 hours. I like that idea. In fact, that that's an idea that I've already had. I certainly do want to be at the forefront of things. I'm going to be there the first day. I'm going to be hopefully one of the first people, if not the first person, to make a legal wager here in the state of Iowa. It's something that I want to be a part of. I, I want to be there. I want to see the other uh, people that are out there doing it, the other degenerates of the world, and, and we can all unite together. And, and yeah, it'll be a, a full card, probably a baseball that day, and maybe a couple future bets. Yeah, hit a little bit of everything. We'll see what else is going on. I am all in for that. So, yeah, consider myself uh, camped out that night before we finally get legal wagering here in Iowa. Well, there, there could be a you know a Trent Condon dollar bill uh, hanging on the wall <laughs> right. as the first first official bet. So it sounds about like the type of bets that I normally make to a dollar bill. So we, we'd be heading in the right range. If you win, Trent, that's a, that's a crisp uh, 90 cents in your pocket. So. 91. 91. 91 cents, exactly. So, All right, number four, Trent, and the last two are going to take uh, – you're really going to have to think outside the box, and they're also going to take the uh, your, your loving wife into account. She's going to have to be on board. Okay. So number four, Trent, as we know, you've got a baby on the way. Mm-hmm. It, pretty simple, Trent. Uh, how does this sound for a baby name? Parlay Condon. Yes. Yes. Better than teaser, I'm going to guess. Yeah, no, parlay. It rolls off the tongue nicely. It, parlay. It, you, know, you look around at the different celebrities all over the place, Trent. Everybody's naming their kids squirrely names. Uh, you might as, well go, might as well go with parlay. When people talk about hitting another parlay, they'll be talking about uh, uh, young baby Condon. So no, no better advertising for a sports gambler than naming your child parlay Condon. So at least run it by Tara and see if she's in. Well, I, I, of course, the idea came for you, so you know she'll be both feet in on that one. Well, no, yeah, you don't have to say it was from me. Oh, okay, you say okay. it was from a uh, a trusted associate. A trusted associate. That's a good way yeah, to put if it. If you say it's from me, she's going to go just out of spite. She's right. going to say no. There, there's no chance. Well, I'm going to guess regardless of where it comes from, probably get shot down at the very least. Nickname, though, I think we already got it for the baby. Baby Condon will now be known as Parlay. Darn right. So, fifth and last suggestion, Trent, and this one again, really outside the box, and it's going to take Tara's involvement again. Oh. But, uh, I see no reason why you know your your son's going to be born right smack in the middle of football season. Mm-hmm. There's no reason you can't set this up so that the birth of the baby is, is right there in the sports book, Trent. <laughs> Get a midwife. advertising for the sports book. Yes. Perry Meadows would be on board. Uh-huh. He could uh, he could be a a degenerate straight out of the womb. Right from the get go, maybe uh, well his his first instead of a rattle, we'll give him a pair of dice and he can throw some craps. Yeah, it'd be a great time. Bet on some horses, see what he likes. Put him in front of him, whatever he grabs to. I like the way you're thinking. I absolutely, yeah. I'm in. Got to get that other half to get in, though. That that might be the problem. Yeah. Well, that, there's my five suggestions, Trent. Some All of right. them I said probably a little more uh, doable than others, but uh, you got to think outside the box if you're going to be the uh, the gambling voice in the state of Iowa. We're working hard to make that happen. We will see what we can do. 
a going forward that. So, Biz, gambling is legal. We mentioned there's not a whole lot of hoops that you have to jump through here, not a whole lot of hurdles. It's going to be pretty simple overall. One thing that I am going to do, and I don't know if I've talked to you about this, but I'm sure you're going to do the same thing when you're in Des Moines for business. You will open up an account at Prairie Meadows. And if you're back up and you're heading up to Minneapolis and you're driving through and you stop in Northwood, because most of these different entities are going to be run and operated by different sports books from Vegas, national, international different sports books. I know, I think it's down in Burlington, an Australian outfit that has put all kinds of crazy props out there. They're going to be the one in charge of the sports book there. Shopping around for lines, finding the best numbers and, and finding different props out there. If you're a gambler here, you can't just have one account. You got to have multiple, right? Well, and those you mentioned the Northwoods Casino, but the casinos that are on the borders of, of the states that have not uh, opened the floodgates yet. I mean, I, I, you got to figure it's going to be a huge, uh, huge moneymaker for them because mm-hmm. they're going to have people coming from from Minnesota or you know the ones down south. They're going to have people coming from Missouri or Illinois, places like that, where uh, you know you're going to get plenty of. Uh, out-of-state customers that are willing to make that trek over and place a few bets as well. So the one thing I wonder, Trent, and I don't know if you've heard anything on this, uh, as far as juice, is it going to be your normal, regular juice that you see, you know, at, at Vegas or, or you know, mm-hmm. the other online betting options, or is it going to be, a, you know, a higher than 10% or is it just going to be standard as far as you know? It's going to be standard. Uh, the one difference, yeah, it'll be mo- minus 110 on most things. The difference, though, and, and I did find this part of it interesting, let's just, obviously, since we are the degenerate Hawkeyes, let's use Iowa for an example. And week one against Miami of Ohio this year, they're a 17.5-point Vegas favorite across the board in Vegas. Trent, we, we, uh, we think way too much alike. That's a number that was literally in my head as you were talking. So. <laughs> We've been doing this for a while. We've been doing this for a while. So 17 and a half is the number in Vegas. But here in Iowa, and, and let's start in Riverside, the closest casino to Iowa City, where it is going to be, you would have to figure a ton of money. Whoever operates that, let's just say, for instance, it's William Hill. William Hill is operating the River Riverside Casino Sportsbook there. And they have a pool with all the money in Vegas and all their other casinos of $2 million on the game. But in Iowa, in the $500,000 that's on the Iowa-Miami of Ohio game, they have 98% of the money is on the Hawkeyes. They will move that spread, and they will try to get Miami of Ohio money because of that money, of that $2 million of the total pot, it does not all combine together. It has to be separate. You can't have those numbers across state lines. You can't have that money because of, uh, I can't even think what it's called, why, why, the Wire Act. You can't have that money crossing the state line. So the Iowa sports book, the Iowa number that you see is probably going to be different than what you see at the casinos out in Vegas. Even if they're operated by a Vegas casino, the number that you're going to see, that is going to give different casinos at different points in different parts of the state also, I think, a bigger opportunity too. And you're going to get better lines and different lines at different casinos across the state. So that's something that you have to keep in mind is, for all intents and purposes, there's probably going to be a Hawkeye tax. There's probably going to be, in central Iowa, a cyclone tax. And over on the other side of the state, in western Iowa, and in Nebraska fans and Council Bluffs, those lines are probably going to shift because it's not one big pool. Each state individually has their own pot, and the point spread will change with that. So you're saying the smart money is to bet against the hometown squads because they're uh, they're, yeah. they're begging to they're begging to get some money on the other side. 
Yeah, that's a very, very likely determination that you're going to see here. I remember seeing this in New Jersey this past season with them opening up Sportsbook, and I think it was a, I think it was a Giants game. It could have been a Jets, but I'm almost positive it was a Giants, and it was one of the first games of the year in Vegas. They were a three and a half point dog or favorite, whatever it is. But there, I think they were favored by three and a half. That's what it was. But in New Jersey, the number was five and a half, just because of that and the influx influx of money that came on the Giants side, and you had to get it and then get the wise guys, if you will, the people that don't have a rooting interest. They're just looking at the number and trying to find the right price coming back on the other side. You're going to see that here, Biz. So we might be fading the Hawkeyes a lot this year if we're taking a look at the Iowa numbers. Well, now you'll have good old good old key money as the Iowa wise guy, Trent. There you're, already you giving people, yes. you're already giving people inside info. That's what we try to do. Biz, anything else? Uh, we're getting close to this. Geofencing also will be a part. I know some of our friends down Arkansas and Illinois wondering, hey, I'll open an account here. You have to be within the state borders, though, to make your online wager. That's another part of it. Even if you open up your account, you have to be inside the state borders to make that bet. So probably a lot of people just on the other side of uh, just pull over on the other side of the bridges when they're coming across the rivers and and just sitting there and making their bets that way. Just create some sort of a... uh... Just hang out area there. <laughs> a rest stop you, for degenerates. Put, 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 a, uh, put a sports bar right on the border. There and, you uh, go. Uh, yeah, there you go, Trent. There, there's your next moneymaker. All just, right. Yeah. Talk talk to your Osage friends and tell them to go put a put a, uh, a sports bar uh, two feet inside the state of Iowa. I like how you're thinking. I, I like how you're thinking there. All right, Biz, let's move on. And uh, the news that continues to leave some people scratching their head in the world of Iowa athletics is Isaiah Moss. We've talked about his decision to move on. He is uh, going to be a grad transfer as long as he graduates this summer, and all signs point that that is going to happen. But I've seen a lot of shock of the schools that he has named as his finalists down to his final four, and some of the other names that were on the initial list that came out. I think that was from uh, John Rostein, perhaps. But regardless of that, Isaiah Moss, a hot commodity in the grad transfer market. Yeah, and I think what that shows probably more than anything, Trent, is is the uh, the combustible nature of, of college basketball right now. You know, everybody's pretty much everybody's rosters are, are in flux every single year. When you got guys that uh, can go test the waters, and, and you're right in that area right now, where you don't know if you're you know if you're going to lose two guys or four guys or no guys, and you got people that are kind of uh, you know dipping their toe in the uh, the NBA waters all over the the nation, you know, I think everybody, it's kind of the, the flip side of going and testing the, uh, you know, your NBA market value. The flip side is, you know, why, why wouldn't you at least show some interest in Isaiah Moss? And that way, if uh, things go south and you end up losing more people than you expect, you've got a, a proven commodity to come in and, and fill in. And, you know, it's a low risk. You know, he's, he's one year. Um, I think anybody that's listened to this podcast knows my thoughts on, on Isaiah Moss, and I, and I don't think he's uh, worthy of going to places like Kansas, but but I certainly understand why they're at least uh, you know showing some interest in him because he, he's you know, he's got talent, he, he's a proven commodity, and, and again, it's low risk, it's one year, and he can come in and, and fill a gap if you end up having uh, more gaps to fill. So. Um, you know, to me, Isaiah Moss, it's pretty simple. The only reason it's a big loss for Iowa is because we have no proven commodity or no clear replacement to fill in 
at his position. If C.J. Frederick is, is capable, then I don't think this is a big loss at all. But uh, that's a huge, huge if at this point because none of us have seen T.J. Frederick play a meaningful minute of basketball ever. Yeah, it's it's interesting too when you go through and you look at this roster and the way that it's currently constructed. You know, people have been clamoring for a long time to see Bohannon play more off the ball. Probably going to have a bigger opportunity to do that, even if Frederick is you know good enough to give you a solid 15, 18 minutes a game. You're going to need some other guys out there playing the two position. With Connor McCaffrey back, him running the point, Bohannon at the two at times, maybe Toussaint's a guy that can give you more than the 10 to 12 minutes a game that I'm anticipating that he's going to be at this point in his career. You can do some different things. You can play Wieskamp at the two. I think that's a possibility. The problem if you're playing Wieskamp at the two, outside of Patrick McCaffrey, there really isn't a, a small forward that you'd feel comfortable with with Wieskamp moving down a spot. Yeah, well, and, you know, we talked about last year that the guard position was uh, not real pretty for the Hawks a lot of the year. There were a few games where they got zero production from the guards, and now you've lost both Daly and Moss. Were they both superstars? No, but, uh, you know, they both showed signs from time to time, especially Moss, of being a guy that could uh, get hot and carry a team from, from time to time. So, you know, there's not a lot of depth in the guard court right now, and there's certainly not a ton of of athleticism either in the guard court, which has been a problem for, for multiple years and looks like it will continue to be a problem for the foreseeable future. Yes, it will. The grad transfer market, I have heard absolutely nothing, Biz. Have you seen anything, heard anything? I know Riley Till got put on scholarship today. Anything else, though? Any names that they're even looking at that can help out that backcourt next year? You know, the fact that Till got put on scholarship today just leads me to believe that our coaching staff has determined that this is our team for, for next year and, and they're they're done trying to fill in the gaps for uh, 2019 and they moved on to, to 2020, which which I'm fine with at this point. We tried a couple of different uh, um, people and, and kind of struck out in the, in the transfer market and, you know, this team, you know, unfortunately, I was 100% correct in my predictions at the end of the year when I said I thought Cook, Daly, and Moss would all three move on and, and they all three did, but uh, you know, we've also had some good news. You know, Pemsel got an extra year, um, and I think he's a guy that, if he can stay healthy, I think he can be a, a big contributor um, the next couple of years. Uh, and this team's going to be unique because it's not going to be, you know, everybody, you know, college basketball and basketball in general is kind of, uh, you know, going to smaller and, you know, you know more spacing-type lineups. Uh, and we've got an opportunity to kind of exploit that a little bit. We, we, we could be really, really good in the front court. Um, and have a lot of depth in the front court next year, and I think we can we can give some teams fits that way, especially if if Pemzel stays healthy and, and Garza takes another step forward. You know, another piece of that 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 I look at Biz is you talk about the front court because of the ability, the shooting ability that you have for Luca Garza, for Jack Dungey, with your big guys that can step out and hit it, even Creener at times, you know, showing the ability to hit the outside shot. We're not talking about just playing a couple of big plotting guys out there that are going to clog up the middle. But because of their ability to stretch the floor, defensively, you got to be very specific. There are going to be certain things that you can't do against certain teams just because of the matchup problems there. I am concerned that maybe they tried to pigeonhole, I thought, Nunji too much as a small forward during his freshman campaign a couple years ago. But it's there's lineups they can play around with for three, four-minute times where they play really three bigs together. And I think they can get away with it because of the ability of those guys from the outside. Yeah, I mean, they... 
Nunji, Garza, Creener, all those guys can knock down outside shots. And, and to be honest, I think Pemsel can also. I, I refed him multiple times in high school, and he had a very, very good mid-range game. And for whatever reason, he's just never really uh, felt confident enough to pull the trigger from that 15 to 18-foot range. But he's capable of doing that. And I think you'll see that a little more next year. Um, you know, it's, it's like I said, it's, it's an odd team because, you know, there's a lot of a lot of returning talent, and there's uh, you know potential for I think to be a good good team, but uh, you know not a lot of athleticism and not a lot of uh, depth on, in the guard court could hurt us, and that that's to me where the Moss leaving is the biggest issue is just the depth part of things. So you know, but you know my opinions on Moss, and mm-hmm. I wanted to just kind of finish by by instead of just uh, being a biased opinion, I wanted to give a couple facts that people may not be aware of as I, Isaiah Moss uh, walks out the door. So a uh, couple things. One, Isaiah Moss, there's always been kind of a misconception that, that he is one of our better guys at finishing around the rim or creating his own shot. Well, Isaiah Moss shot less than 40% from the field last year. So he wasn't exactly a great finisher. The other thing that I think people aren't aware of, um, over their three-year careers, uh, Jabo versus Isaiah Moss. Jabo has more rebounds and more steals than Moss over the last three years. So, uh, you know, when you think of Jabo, you think of him as, as a small guy who's defensively challenged. Well, uh, what does that make Moss if he has less rebounds and less steals than our, uh, our, our six foot tall defensive challenged uh, point guard? Moss was better, though. He he did a lot more this season, and it just it sucks to lose a senior. It, it really does. Did he? Did he? Did he? Yes, he did. He, aver- he, no, he, don't. Averaged, he, aver- he averaged less points, played less minutes, uh, shot worse than he did his sophomore year. All those things. But he did more than just shoot the basketball. He was a more. He's not a complete player, but he did more than just sit out there and, and chuck three pointers. He was still not great. I, I'm not. I'm not going there. And it's a senior. It, we've seen guys make huge leaps their senior year. That's the thing that stings. I, I don't know if that upside that some people think that was there if it was ever going to be hit, but. I know he drove you nuts at times. I, I completely get that. Iowa basketball, there there's people out there that think they're in a better spot now without him. Those people are crazy. Well, I don't think that at all. That That's not what I'm getting at. I guess my point is I I think we'll miss him because we don't have a clear replacement for him. But I also think there's a misconception out there that Isaiah Moss you know, had some skills that he really didn't have. I mean, I, he was not a great finisher. He was not um, a good ball handler. He was loose with the ball. Um, and outside of shooting, he just wasn't, you know, other than shooting the basketball, he was below average in every other area. He wasn't a good rebounder. He wasn't a good defensive player. Um, you know, all those things. You're right. He, he got better at some of those areas, but uh, still wasn't wasn't exactly great. But, you know, we will miss. I mean, there were times when he put us on his back and, and just, you know, he was able to take over games, which we, you know, we probably won't have anybody in our, you know, we can't probably the only guy left that can, that can do that realistically at this point. Well, speaking of not great, as you, uh, we segue into Iowa baseball, uh, a team that had put themselves into contention to be an NCAA tournament team. And then at home, they lay a complete egg, losing two out of three to an awful Michigan state team. That one stung biz. Yeah, but you know, we talked about it earlier. I've seen a baseball team a couple times this year, and I came away with the the impression both games that this is a uh, an average Iowa baseball team. I mean, they are in my mind they've overachieved to get to to thirty plus wins. Um, 
and eventually, uh, you know, they've done a nice job of, uh, you know, playing up to their competition and winning some big games. But, uh, you know, Michigan State had actually, I think they'd won eight out of the last 12 coming in and, and they've been playing better baseball. You know, and I think it's just realistically, Iowa is a middle of the road or slightly higher Big Ten team. And, and now they've got to, uh, they got to get hot over the next two weeks if they're going to have a chance at uh, playing the postseason. Good thing is we've seen Iowa make runs in the Big Ten tournament. They got Maryland this weekend to finish up on the road. A team that isn't going to kill you RPI-wise, even if they just win the series and win two out of three. I don't think it's anything where they have to sweep this one and then get to the championship game. I still think there's enough leeway. I saw some of the projections out there. And like you said, you know, playing up to their competition with the series victories that they have this season, the win against Oklahoma State on the road doing that, the win that they had at home against UC Irvine, those types of things. They're very good. Their their record has been very good against good competition. And if it's a selection committee, that's something that they're valuing. I think they have a shot. It's not just about having to go over to Omaha and winning the whole thing. So should be fun. Made it over there for the championship game a few years ago. Let's hope for another run there and something fun to talk about in May. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, and I think their biggest issue over the next few weeks is they just don't have the pitching depth that they had the right. years that they made the run. And, you know, you've seen that. They've lost a lot of Sunday games um, because they just kind of run out of gas in the, uh, on pitching. And, and that, you know, if you're going to win the Big Ten title, uh, you got to have a lot of pitching depth because uh, you got to play, you know, likely four or five games over a four day stretch to win it. And, you know, it, it, they've got to win that first game and stay on the, uh, the winner's side of the bracket. If they've got any hope, because I don't think they're a team that can, uh, work their way back through the loser's bracket and, you know, play whatever it is, six games in four days. There's not enough depth to do it. Yeah. And the way that it's setting up now, I mean, they're going to be playing somebody pretty good in that opening round, be it Indiana, Illinois, of course, the Hoosiers, uh, swept Iowa, Iowa swept Illinois the week afterwards, but, Good teams, Nebraska, Minnesota, whoever it is, they're uh, going to be difficult in that first one. But you get in the front side, you get McDonald going in the game one, and find a way to win that first one, I think gives them a shot. But uh, Heller has made Iowa baseball a relevant topic in May, something that in the past for a long, long time never was the case, Biz. Well, the game we went to a few weeks ago, it was it was not a sellout, but it was darn close. I mean, I would say it was 85 90% full, and, you know, I've been to games 10 years ago where it was 10% full. So, I mean, realistically, you know, May in Iowa, you're never going to get five, 10,000 people at these games, but uh, it's neat to see at least 2,000, 2,500 people showing up and cheering on the Hawks. Cause uh, you know, even in years like this, where I think, like I said, I think they're not a great team, but even years like this, they're competitive and there's still, like you said, there's, there's still hope in the middle of May, which, uh, you know, is nice because it's uh, there's not much else to care for for Iowa athletics at this point, other than a uh, a Big Ten track championship, which uh, my son and I witnessed in person. Wow! Not often do you get to a you know that's a rarity getting to see a Big Ten championship. They don't happen very often. So uh, I was there in person and got to see uh, see them close it out with the four by four, which is pretty cool. So uh, did you run on the track afterwards? I, I know that that's what you do on football. Did you run on the track after the uh, track championship? I did not. Uh, you know, I, I think that's frowned upon, but uh, okay. it was cold and a little bit rainy, so uh, we uh, we watched the championship, uh, determined that they won, and then uh, hightailed it out of there. Not too bad. Not too bad. Well, Biz, uh, before we roll out of here, mentioned some uh, point spread numbers as we were guess- taking a guess at what the Iowa-Miami of Ohio line would be. 
Some of the games of the year are out on some of those offshore casinos that we won't have to worry about going forward, but there is one involving Iowa. You ready to take a stab? Have you seen? It's the Iowa game at Wisconsin. Have you seen what that number is? I have not seen it, but I can take a stab at it. At the Badgers, Week 10, Hawkeyes are a dog. I'll give you that much. Well, I would think it's got to be close to a touchdown. Um, I think this early... That far out, I don't think they'll make it over a touchdown. So I'll say I'll say Badgers by six and a half. You're a point off. Badgers by five and a half. Well, that's uh, lower than I thought. Actually, initially I was going to say seven or seven and a half. Mm-hmm. But I figured, uh, you know, that's probably a, a little aggressive considering it's what three months out. Or just a little ahead of things. And about week zero this year, we get Florida Miami. I know Florida Miami not what it once was, but not too bad to kick off the season. Well, that's a great idea, too, to have those, because those two teams, uh, to have the national spotlight to themselves the first week, uh, I'm going to guess you're going to see plenty of hatred between those two teams. There'll be, there'll be no, no love lost and uh, a good way to uh, a lot more exciting than, you know, South Carolina Vanderbilt or whatever they've been throwing on the Thursday nights uh, to, to start the year. No doubt about it. All right, Biz, well, we got a long summer in front of us where we'll be talking about point spreads and Futures bets that are coming out and, and our way to bet on them legally coming up in our state. But before we get out of here, let's hit Business Beat. Hey, kids, gather around for Business Beat of the Day. Okay, here's Business Beat of the Day. Well, sure, this week's Business Beat is a uh, congratulations to Tyler Cook. Uh, he has uh, made it through step one and he got the invite to the official uh, combine, which. You know, I've watched a decent amount of NBA playoffs over the last month, and I think I've changed my tune a little bit. I think there's a – I don't think he's going to get drafted, but I think he has a possibility at some point of getting some uh, some action in the NBA. You know, you look at teams like the Warriors, there's, there's not a lot of difference between Tyler Cook and a, and a Kevon Looney or, or, you know, guys like that. Um, you know, he is what he is. He's not ever going to – be an NBA type three point shooter, but can he come off the bench and be somebody's, uh, you know, high energy ninth guy? Uh, I think he can. And again, I don't think he'll get drafted, um, but I think at some point down the road, three or four years, you'll see him getting an opportunity at least uh, on some 10 day contracts in the NBA. Hope you're right. Looking forward to that. Looking forward to the draft and everything that goes around with it. And uh, speaking of degenerate activities, guess who bet on uh, who was going to get the number one selection last night? I'm going to go out and limit and Trent Condon. You'd be correct. I was wrong. What? You, were, you were wrong? I was wrong. I, I had some inside intel, I thought, on the Atlanta Hawks, but uh, it proved to not be correct and more money down the drain. Oh, I was I was really – I no, don't really care at all where they went, but once they made it to the Final Four, I was really hoping it was going to be the Lakers just so you could get uh, 48 hours of constant uh, conspiracy theory, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the, 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 the frozen envelope uh, – Theories all over again, but yes. uh, so, so I, I was hoping for chaos. But uh, you know, I give the NBA credit. There's not a lack of uh, good storylines. They'll have plenty to talk about about you know Anthony Davis and and, and what's going to happen going forward. So uh, they've done a good job of kind of cornering the market on uh, good storylines over the years. Lack of good game last night. Maybe that'll change in the Eastern Conference Finals. And Nick Nurse, uh, the head coach of the Toronto Raptors. Your nurse is a little bit older than you. You never ran across him playing hoops growing up, did you? No, no, I did not. But he's a fun guy to watch on the sidelines. He's he's a goofy character. Yeah, uh, very, very uh, theatric and uh, you know, 
you know, I'm now that the Rockets are out of the playoffs, uh, all four teams that are left are all fun to watch. They all, uh, they all move the basketball. They all, uh, play decent team ball. And, uh, so it's, it's four fun teams left, but I, I think nothing's changed from what we talked about a few months ago. The, the inevitable is going to happen. The Warriors are, uh, you know, they've had some nice storylines with Durant being hurt and things like that, but, uh, the Warriors are going to win. Hope people are listening to me on the radio show. I told you a couple of different times to pounce when the Warriors at one point were minus 175. Last week after the Durant injury, they were down to minus 150 to win the NBA title. I said, come on, jump aboard. There is no way they're losing a series against Portland and then whoever comes out of the East, even if Kevin Durant never plays another minute. Hope you jumped aboard because I'm feeling very good about those wagers. Well, Portland, it's not that hard. Just guard Steph Curry. Good Lord. Yeah. That was uh, he. Of the nine threes he hit, uh, I think I could have hit four or five of them. There wasn't anybody within uh, within five feet of him. You know, it's uh, not rocket science with uh, Durant out. Uh, make anybody other than uh, Curry beat you, and you'll live with it. Or you know, it's it was just shocking how many open looks he got last night, and not able to do it. There we are. There is your NBA hard hard hitting analysis from us. We give it all we to went, the people. We went across the board today, Trent. We had gambling. We had college sports. We had uh, base, college baseball, the NBA. We should probably touch on the fact that your twins are still a decent baseball yeah. team. We've we, we hit everything, Trent. We, uh, we, we maybe we'll talk more twins as the summer goes on and, and uh, help out our, our friends up back home in Osage and all the Twinkie fans up there. Biz, it's a long summer. Now you understand as we hit all can these topics. Could we get Coach Keith Mayer on as a, a special guest? I think I think that would be a great call. Absolutely. I he think talk about our twins correspondent. About, uh, twin, twins history over the last like fifty years. I love it. I love it. Great idea. We will do that at some point this summer. Stat Boy is uh, apparently going to make his initial appearance sometime. I think this summer we could talk about his duties as a red hat and a whole lot more. We still got a lot on tap, though. There won't be. Many games to talk about, plenty to dive into throughout this summer. Well, the one thing we've learned about with, with Iowa athletics over the last few years, Trent, is uh, rarely is there a full month goes by without something uh, something crazy happening. So uh, it'd be nice, I think, if we could go the next few months without any drama. But uh, I think we're confident to say something something crazy will happen. There's rare, rarely a, a 30 days that goes by without something goofy happening in Iowa sports. And we will be here to talk about it. All right, Biz, we will talk again soon. All right, go Hawks.